Hey, my name is Trent Walker. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm going to bring you a, a devotion, kind of a meditation this morning from what we did in Bible school, but also tie it in with the uh, series that we're in the midst of. Uh, this is Brooklyn. She's going to help uh, this message by asking God to bless it and to tell, to, to tell us what he wants us to hear. But then Brooklyn, as soon as you're done, I'm going to give you a chance to earn a dollar. Okay. Okay. So don't leave after you pray. So pray and then we'll, then we'll get on the dollar thing. All right. Dear God, thank you for letting us gather in your place. Please be with Pastor Trent and that you will give him the right words to say. Be with all the people in the hospitals and nursing homes. May you heal them in your presence, Lord. Please be with all the people in your place. Heal them if they are hurting. May you bless everyone and give them love. Please be with all the people who are being prosecuted for their faith, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Now, um, this, uh, like I said, Brooklyn's going to get a chance to, to, to earn a dollar, but we're going to do that by giving her a chance to let someone else be fooled. Okay, so Marin, why don't you come on up here? By the way, this is Marin. Uh, Marin was just starred in a production of Beauty and the Beast as the beauty, so as Belle. So I'm a little starstruck having you up here. So I'm going to give this to her, okay, and I'm going to try to trick you, and I know that you're good. Can you guys, can you see or do we have to stand? You'll deal with it. Okay. Um, so I'm, one of the things we do with the younger or with the older kids is we, we kind of start off just to kind of get the mood right. We, we give them some riddles and wordplay things, and there's a reason for it, and I'm going I'm to say why in a minute. But first, I'm going to have you if, you, if she gets any one of these right, you get a dollar. Okay? If she gets um, two of them right, you get a dollar. If you, she gets three or four right, you get a dollar. And if she gets none right, you get not, not a dollar. Okay? All right. So it's pretty, pretty going to be hard, pretty hard to win this one. And then after these four wordplay things, I'm going to give one riddle so that other people kind of see the point I'm trying to make. All right? There's a point. All right. So here's the deal, Marin. I know you're, you're a thinker. She's quite a scholar, and I'm serious about that. So I'm going to ask you to repeat some words, and then immediately when I ask you the question, don't think, just answer. Okay? okay. So say the word into the mic, top, ten times. Top, 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 Yeah, what do you top. do to green light? Stop. Go. Okay, okay. Come on. You go ahead and get the dollar. All right, you ready? All right, now, say, now, now you see how I'm trying to fool you. Now, don't think. Why did you do that? Don't think. The key is don't think, okay? okay. Say the word coast ten times. Oh, God. Coast, like the edge of the seashore. Coast, 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 coast. What do you put in a toaster? Coast, coast, toast. Bread. <laughs> Give me some. There we go. Unbelievable. All right. Now, you get this, you'll get this one for sure. Say the word silk ten times. Silk, 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 silk. What do cows silk, drink? Silk, silk, milk. Water. No. They drink water. Ah. <laughs> All right. This one, only people over 40 miss this one. Okay. And she's 20, well, she's in her 20s. Okay. <laughs> Say the word ten, ten times. Ten, 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 ten. What's an aluminum can made of? Tin. Aluminum. <laughs> we did not rehearse this. Okay, here's so you, you okay. Now here's one. This is a, this is a riddle. Now riddles word that's meant to distract 
and to trigger your brain so that you, can, you don't think, you just react. This next one is a play on words meant to deceive or meant to distract you, okay? Okay. So I'm going to try to distract you by, by using something a certain way so that you think a certain way and you don't see what's really going on. Okay, ready? She's, she's a thespian, so she knows Shakespeare. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet are lying dead on the living room floor. The only clues as to how they died are broken glass all around and soaking wet carpet. How did they die? Don't answer, all of you who know this. This is weird. It's hard. Okay. The only thing I can think of is if there were like large glass jars of water and they exploded. Nope. Nope. I, you want to just tell you? Yeah. So you can get out of here? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Romeo and Juliet are goldfish and the cat knocked the bowl <laughs> off the counter. So, all right, there we go. There's a point to this. Would you, Brooklyn, would you take that back over there? Give them a hand. Thank you. So, I'm not, I'm not a person that kind of condemns what goes on in the world. Um, you know, I just, I don't think that we're enemies of people, but sometimes people think of Christians as their enemy. They think that we're judgmental. They think that we're um, really biased, that we don't love people. And some of that's earned. Some of that we've, we've kind of been holier than thou and, and throughout history a little bit. But um, I will say that one thing that, that happens in our culture more so that I think than ever before is that people... Think about biblical things differently than they used to. And those riddles are meant to distract and to kind of trigger your mind to think a certain way. And the other one is meant to distract or to try to make you think, I said Shakespeare and this thespian immediately starts thinking something, some tragic story instead of goldfish. You know, Romeo and, Jul Romeo and Juliet aren't goldfish. So the whole point of a riddle is to distract or to deceive, to try to make you look foolish. The point of what some of the things that go on in our culture is that people will tell you things that sound like they're scripture or sound like they're what Jesus would say, and they're not. And one of the problems with that is that because we think it sounds good, God helps those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. Money is the root of all evil. Not in the Bible. The the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. But so people take things and they tweak them just a little bit. And sometimes it's innocent. Sometimes they don't know what they're saying. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. Sometimes someone has deceived them or misled them or distracted them just enough that they, they start to think what isn't true is. Here's an example. Um, they don't do it anymore, I don't think, because of the computer chips that we put in our currency. But the Secret Service, uh, you guys know who, those of you in blue shirts, do you know what Secret Service is? Do you know who the Secret Service are? They guard like the president and the president's family and foreign dignitaries. They keep them from getting harmed. They're the guys that walk along and they, they have things in their ears. They walk alongside of the limousine and they look around at people. But they're also responsible for the, the purity of our currency in our, in our country. So people can make a counterfeit version of this. They can make it with printers and scanners and all kinds of things. They can make a counterfeit version of a dollar bill, a $5 bill, a $10 bill, 20, 50, or 100. And how they used to train Secret Service agents to find a counterfeit is to study, right off the, right off the presses, to study 
what's the real thing? Like a dollar bill, a $5 bill, $10 bill, $20 bill, $100 bill, $50 bill, $100 bill. And they study, study, every little dot, there are some mistakes on here that are on purpose because there's such detail that they want people to see, they, they want the people that are responsible for currency to know where those little odd things are because the people that are counterfeiting the currency probably won't pay that close attention and won't get that right. And what they used to do is they would, Secret Service agents, they would train them and train them and train them. They would study and study and study and study and study and study. And then they would give them a stack of like a hundred, hundred dollar bills. And those Secret Service agents would take that and they'd go, and then, they, whoa, 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 something's wrong. They'll take, take a bunch of them away and they'll flip through, flip through, flip through. And then they finally are able to almost every time figure out which one's bad, which one's counterfeit. Not because they could tell you what's wrong with the bill, but because they know what's right, they can spot a fake. A lot of the reason we do VBS, a lot of the reason that it's all hands on deck with staff is because we believe that God tells the truth. That God makes promises and he keeps every promise he's ever made. That's why we started this week with the story of Abram. That God told Abram to leave his father, take his family, and go off to a place that God would tell him about. And then God stopped him along the way and said, this land, as far as you can see, I'm going to give to your offspring. You guys remember what offspring means? They're not here. It's a weird word, but offspring... Kids, and then kids, kids, and then kids, 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 kids. But he said that your offspring is going to inherit this land. Abram didn't get it, but his offspring did. But that was a promise that God made. And he also said that you and your descendants will be a blessing. Your, your, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And you will be a blessing to all the peoples of the world. That's a promise God made. And he's still keeping it today. We learned about Josiah. You remember that? The eight-year-old king. What, what did he do? What, what, what did we study? Eight-year-old king, 18 years after he was king, he was doing everything he thought was right. He was trying to worship God, and, and he had a heart for God. But then they were cleaning up the temple because it was in disarray, and someone found the book of the law, God's word for his people. And what happened? They brought it back, and Josiah went, what? There's more? And, they, and, and he said, I want you to read it to me. And they read it to him, and he went, he tore his clothes and he fell to the ground and he asked God for forgiveness because it turns out that all the things that God had wanted them to do, they hadn't been doing. And so he wanted to find out what it was God wanted them to do and then have all the people do it. And they got rid of all the stuff that they weren't supposed to be doing and they concentrated on what they should be doing. So they, what they, were, they were using counterfeit stuff. They didn't know the truth. Then we heard about Jesus and his baptism when Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were all present at that one moment. And we talked all the way through what Jesus did for us in our lives. That he, he didn't just come to die for our sins. He came to die for our sins, get rid of those, take the sting out of death, and ascend to the Father. And then he sent us, which we started the very last day, the Holy Spirit of God. So that God no longer lives in a temple placed with brick and mortar. He now lives between two living lungs in the hearts of people. Now, the beauty of all of this is that God promised Abram thousands of years ago that all the people of the world would be blessed by his offspring. One of his offspring is Jesus. And Jesus, throughout his life, told of the truth of God. And then he passed on through the Holy Spirit to regular people, one of them named Paul, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, regular people, the good news that it's supposed to be for all the people. We're still telling that story today so that students, their parents, 
their friends, their neighbors, anyone we come in contact with hears that God loves them dearly. He made them promises. He wants to bless you. And he's still doing that for everybody. Here's the problem though. Sometimes we get so distracted with our own lives or with the things that sound true that aren't that we forget what is true. And Paul, one of the people that God gave the Holy Spirit to that went around and planting churches and preaching the gospel, Paul had a warning to give to people that knew Jesus. And it goes like this. This is at the end of Acts chapter 20. It says, now I know that none of, none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. This is kind of his farewell discourse. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, he's saying, I, fight, I fought the good fight. I've done, I've, I've told you everything that God wanted me to tell you. For I have not hesitated to proclaim the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise to distort the truth in order to draw away disciples. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning you day and night with tears. Here's the parents. If one of your children were here, Parents, if your children weren't here, people that want to be parents, and kids yourselves, students yourselves, I just want you to hear this. Paul knows that he'll never see the leaders of the church in Ephesus again. And what does he tell them? Be on your guard. Watch out. Because there's going to be little things like riddles that sound true that aren't. And little things sneak in, and we start to believe them, and we start to drift away and we're no longer living in the promise of God, but we're living against the promise of God. So what does Paul, Paul advocate? What does Paul do? Well, he spent most of his life, especially when he was in prison, which he was in prison for the gospel, writing letters, reminding people of what he taught them when he was there. And you know what we have? We have all those letters right here. So those people had to remember what Paul said. He wrote it down for us. And he wants us to devour this, to eat this, to sleep around this, to, to know what God's promises are so that we can see the truth and we get it when something's off. You might not know when something's off, what it's, what's wrong with it, but you might go, ha, ah, that's not quite right. And then you go back here and you read and you look and you ask and God shows you what his whole will is. Our attitude is, like, is supposed to be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God didn't he consider equality with God's son to be held on to, but took on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and was obedient even to death on a cross. We're supposed to be like him. We're supposed to turn the other cheek. We're supposed to pray for those who want harm to come to us, and we're supposed to not be deceived. So Pastor Greg, who's sitting over here, he was, he was away for a while, and then he had a lot of pastoral visits to make this week while we were doing vacation Bible school. But one of the things, so he wasn't around much, but one of the things that I love about him and I respect about him so much is that he memorizes large pieces of this. He actually writes the truth of God on his heart so that when someone's hurting, he has a comforting word for them that comes straight from God. So that when he's maybe in trouble himself or he's hurting himself, he is reminded by the word of God, the truth of God, the will of God, that he is Christ's own. See, God loves you. And you don't have to figure out how to love him better. You have to figure out how, how to let him love you. 
And this tells you, this is a love letter. So I encourage every one of you, both child and adult, know the truth. Study it. Read it. Ask God to give you wisdom. Because there will be, quote unquote, savage wolves looking to deceive, looking to mislead, looking to just, to just take something and pervert it just a little bit to take you away. The one person that won't ever let you be taken away is Jesus. And he won't ever walk away from you. However, he will not force himself upon you either. So kids, if you're one of those kids this week that prayed the prayer to receive Jesus into your heart, that you, you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. And you can't lose that salvation. But because God knows better than we do, wouldn't it be wise for us to study what's real so that we can spot what's fake? We are guardians of the promise that God made to Abram. We are guardians of the kingdom that Jesus began to establish. And we are the people that are supposed to continue on what Paul started when he started planting churches all the way around the world. And you are also a recipient of the good news that God brought in the person of Jesus Christ. And once you have it, he wants you to give it away. How can you give away that which you do not know? So let's learn, let's grow Let's seek the truth so that we have the truth to give to others. Let's pray together. Almighty God, you're almighty and we're not. We're so glad about that. I would not want to be a part of a world that I was God over. I'm so thankful that you give us your written word, that you tell us that the, the purpose of the church is to declare the manifold wisdom of God to both flesh and blood and the spiritual realm. Help us be faithful. Help us learn more about you. And Lord, we won't hunger or thirst after that unless you give us that hunger or thirst. So Lord, give us a hunger and a thirst for your word, for your righteousness, so that we can be faithful followers of you and share with others how much God loves them. Because somehow, some way, there are people that don't think that's true. In Jesus' name, for your glory, amen.